River Road, you got me running way back home. River Road, you got me running all night long. You got me singing some canal boat song. River Road, River Road, you got me running all night long. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Niner Nuts. Yes, just because the week is wonky, that doesn't mean we're not getting you three episodes this week. I'm Dan, here along with James. Pointed right, there we go. James up there. and now, (laughs) And now newly appointed super co-host instead of super fan Eric is up here on the other side. Welcome, gentlemen. Uh, Eric, you can say hello. (laughs) (laughs) What's going on? I definitely did not set you up well for that, and I apologize. Uh, (laughs) But like I said, uh, we are here to talk about the Tampa Bay and 49ers game coming up on Fox this Sunday. We don't have a real bigger story to talk about, so we're just going to dive a little bit deeper into what we we are. We could have talked about how Jeff Diamond didn't say anything when I said, thank doing a great job with the cap, Jeff. I mean, we could talk about that. <laughs> that is that is true. We did see Jeff. I'm glad you remembered his last name. Uh, but yeah, we allegedly let's it pretty much. We're pretty certain it was him because he had a Niners backpack. He was dressed to the nines and his name came up with a LinkedIn page that said he was one of the 49ers cap managers. So I don't I he's probably part of a whole cap team. I doubt they put all that on one person. God bless that soul if he is. Um, <laughs> But yeah. yeah, no, that'd have been nice if he said hi to us. Um, yeah, I, I mean, I said, nice work with the cap, Jeff, and just kept walking. So he you could have dude- at least said you're welcome, Jeff. I mean, he had some dude in the hoodie, like, walk, like power walking with him. Like, they were, like, trying to bolt out of there as fast as possible. <laughs> yeah. That was really funny. But that's yeah. after, though, we did see, um, we didn't hang out. We only hung out there for, like, five minutes. But um, where the players come out, we did see, um, we did see Christian. And Christian is about our height. He is not that tall. Um, <laughs> and then we saw Arik Armstead, who is that tall. He is very tall. Um, <laughs> uh, uh, he's a mountain Deep, of a man. And, and then, then Deep, and we, we saw Debo run to the bus. And we also said we also saw CJ beat hard. Um, yeah, the <laughs> they just blocked off the way we had to cross. Uh, they they opened it when no one was coming out the way it was running, but. Right as we were walking up to it, CJ walked by and someone was telling him, someone was shouting at him, just like, hey, you'll get him next week, CJ. We'll see you next week, CJ. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that was cool. But then, um, but anyway, um, here we go. I got everything I want up here for the Bucks game. Right now, the spread is we are 11 point favorites uh, to be over Tampa. Uh, and it's uh, minus 600 to plus 425. Holy crap. So we're very much favored in this game. And uh, from my uh, from my lack of, let's say, the couple times I've seen the Bucks, I've not been entirely absent of Bucks in my life. I did watch one of the Bucks games in its entirety. I don't know. I'm not particularly worried about this game. Uh, their defense is fine. They're probably still in the top 10 overall. Um, but... I don't think it's anything that we can't handle Baker Mayfield as much as I wanted him to succeed. It just kind of seems like he's kind of just treading water with the bucks. They can make a couple splashy plays here and there, but I don't think against our pass rush, they're going to, I think he's going to get a whole, I think he's going to get a whole, uh, a whole, be- a whole Ohio state beat down. That's what I was trying to say. I think he's going to have flashbacks to Ohio state in his college days personally. Um, 
but yeah, I guess I'll open the floor to you guys. I'm not, I, cause I'm not particularly worried about these guys. Um, well, what do you think? Well, first of all, before we get started, I have a little riddle for you guys. What do you call a pirate that sells corn for a dollar? What? A buccaneer. <laughs> uh, my fiance would be rolling on the floor. She loves dad jokes like that. That's you a good one. Dad, I like that. You are the yeah. dad joke king on social media. I, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, it, I, I mean, it seems like everybody gets a kick out of them, even when they don't like it or anything. They just will randomly get someone. I love these, you know. So, so yeah. But I mean, the yucks. I mean, they're definitely no threat. Um, you know, they're they're in a bad division. <laughs> you know, it's a toss up who's going to win that division. I mean, they literally had every chance they could possibly have to beat the Falcons at home. Like the Falcons were trying to give away that game and the Bucks couldn't even score, you know, four points to beat them. <laughs> like, so, yeah, I mean, there's the Niners should roll over this team. It shouldn't even be a contest. It, the, the yucks are, you know, they're bad. Todd Bowles is a is a bad head coach. Uh, yeah, I mean, he, he knows how to build a defense, but that's about it. And I don't think his defense is any match uh, for the 49ers offense. Yeah, I'm going to agree with both of you uh, on this one. I'm not overly concerned about this game. I, I think my biggest concern is that I'm not concerned so like i'm like worrying myself into a circle basically like shouldn't i be more worried and i'm not um the 49ers are head and head and shoulders above them in terms of quality of roster and the players that they have um in the bit that i've watched the the buccaneers this season baker mayfield is not good back there in the pocket uh he gets happy feet really bad in the pocket whenever he gets pressure back there and I would anticipate, just like we did against Jacksonville this week, we're going to get a lot of pressure on them back there. And when he gets pressure, he starts making a lot of really bad decisions with the ball. Um, he gets erratic with his throws. He starts forcing the ball into places that he shouldn't be. Uh, and it just breaks down and everything becomes a mess. So um, the Bucks do have a couple of good weapons. They got Mike Evans. He's legit. He's still a number one receiver. Um, he's still doing his thing out there. But I'm assuming we're going to stick Ward on him to kind of help equalize that out. Um, Godwin is still a pretty good receiver. Um, so we could uh, could perhaps uh, run into a little bit of trouble uh, from him, especially if they move him into the slot. We talked a little bit on the last show how we're still having troubles defending slot receivers. Um, if the Buccaneers are smart, they'll run probably 25 to 30 screen plays against us. Um, that would be their best option is to just do that and get the ball out of Baker's hands you know, as soon as he touches it and just basically fling it to a running back or a receiver or something like that. Um, otherwise, I just don't see any way that they're going to mount any sort of sustainable offense uh, against our defense. And I don't see any way that their defense is going to be able to really slow down our offense. I think we'll probably have a couple of times that we'll stall out. Um, that kind of just seems to be our MO is we kind of drive down and maybe shoot ourselves in the foot a little bit here and there. Um, but I don't think that, uh, I don't think this is going to be a real challenge for us. We're the biggest spread, um, uh, on the card this weekend. 
Um, and I think that's deservingly so. I think it's going to be uh, – it, it should be a walk in the park if this game isn't a blowout just like this past week. I'll be really surprised. Yeah, I'm just looking at the um, – I have the athletic up for the stats. Um, no, uh, Rashawn White, I don't know if that's his whole name. Um, but, no, they're running back – yeah, Rashad White. He's – if we could hold Travis Etienne down um, – Unless we magically turn back into how we were in the Midwest nightmare, we should have no problem holding him back. Mike Evans, um, you know, Mike Mike Evans is is really really good. Um, I th- I just just the way we play pass coverage. I think one of him one of them is going to have a good day. We don't seemingly we it seems like we give up one hundred yards to one guy. I think it's going to end up being a pick or poison. I wouldn't be surprised if it was a, a combination of Ambry Thomas and uh, Demo giving up a hundred yards to Chris Godwin, just because we'll, we're going to double cover. Uh, we're going to double cover, cover Mike Evans. Like no offense to Ward. Ward is a great co- corner. We've seen him had a good, we've seen him have a good game against Devonte Adams, but we've also seen him get torched by Devonte Adams when we played in Vegas last year. So he can get beat by a big wide receiver. So I can't imagine that we're not going to have Mike double covered and then just take our chances with Manning, uh, Godwin, and uh, whoever their third receiver is. Who is their third receiver? Uh, I can't see it right here. But anyway. Um, I, but- I think I, I think they'll probably start him man on man and just see if he can match up with him. And if he can't, then they'll probably try to help him, would be my assumption. I mean, I don't think they'll try to go uh, immediately – you know, double cover on Evans. Cause I just don't think that they have to worry that much about it. I think Ward can handle him well enough. Yeah. And if they start to get burnt by him, then double him with you over the top or whatever. There's the benefit too, that if we finally crack the code with this pass rush, it's not going to be as much pressure on him. As long as he can hold on to him for the initial two, maybe three seconds and Baker just panics and throws up all over himself while Young's coming in this side. <laughs> and then, is coming this side and then Hargraves in his face or if Randy Gregory or uh, Seelan Farrell, like if the pass rush is doing its job right, like how we did against Trevor Lawrence, which Trevor Lawrence is a much better quarterback than Baker Mayfield, then yeah, no, Ward probably will trust Ward at least at start to be in man coverage, which I mean, he's he is a he is our best corner, and he definitely he was uh, I think he was shortlisted for Pro Bowl last year, so he's not a bad corner by any means. Uh, he is he is the he has gotten the 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 wrong side of a couple ticky tacky penalties this year, so I know he's got a target on his back for that. But you know, barring yeah, I, oops, sorry, oh, no, I was gonna say Evans's yardage numbers have not been good all season long. He's had a couple of really big games. He had 171 versus Chicago and he had 143 last week versus Tennessee. Everything other than that, he's been, he's hit 80 a couple of times, but everything else has been like 39, 49, 40, 60, 66. So, I mean, he's not putting up big games with Baker back there at quarterback. He's just not finding him for anything um, like Brady used to. I mean, Brady used to hit him with big bombs down the field and um, you know, Baker just doesn't Baker just doesn't do that. Baker checks everything down. Yeah. I mean, the pace that he's going at right now, he's at 737. Like, unless he gets an in- injury, I'm, I do not want that on him. I really like Mike Evans. Uh, he should hit his 10th season in a row at 1,000 yards, which, I mean, good for him. Um, and he's motivated to have a good year because he's not re-signing with Tampa unless some miracle happens. He is playing for a contract somewhere else to go ring chase. 
uh, hey, we'll take him if Brandon Ayuk walks. Uh. <laughs> yeah. Do you think? Do you think Mike Evans could name every starting quarterback that has been at the helm in in most of, in his games at Tampa? <laughs> do you think like if we asked, like figured out how many quarterbacks he has had throw to him in Tampa, and he could name all of them? If it's less than what Larry Fitzgerald had in Arizona, probably. <laughs> So I remember seeing Larry Fitzgerald get asked that once, and I don't, I can't remember if he only missed a couple, but I remember him struggling. Like, oh yeah, well I've been here since oh five, or I've been here since oh three. Like uh, this guy, like <laughs> yeah, uh, Tim Brown had a, a high amount of uh, also quarterbacks throw to him, and he was like one of the. He was just he's a Hall of Fame wide receiver who got a thousand yards every season, and. They asked him. I think he had like he start. He was he had thirty quarterbacks in his tenure in LA, oh God. In the, at the Raiders, and they asked him to name them all. <laughs> so, well, so, Joe yeah. Thomas. Joe Thomas talked about how it's it was almost routinely that um, at least once a season he was going to meet a quarterback for the first time in the middle of a game with Cleveland. <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> are you looking uh, up think, how many? Think, are think, you looking Eric's... up how many quarterbacks? <laughs> yeah. I wonder if he'll differentiate between quarterbacks he played with and quarterbacks that got him a touchdown, unless every quarterback did, which that wouldn't surprise me. Yeah. Just feeding him the ball. But, um, BNO, yeah, I, I, while you're looking that up, I was just, um, I don't know. It's, it's, if Baker Mayfield, I mean, we're not going to hold him to no yards. He's going to, I would, I would say that Baker Mayfield's still probably going to end up throwing like, 150 yards at least. I mean, give him a little bit of credit. He has thrown 2,100 yards already. He'll, I wouldn't be surprised if one of them got to a hundred yards just because we seemingly can't keep everybody under a hundred receiving yards except, uh, well, yeah, even this week, Christian Kirk hit like one Oh four, I think, but, yeah. Uh, but, but yeah, no, the, um, what I was going to say though, in Purdy's favor for having a good game, uh, I wanted to see concretely cause I put it out there that Tampa's not that bad at defense. They're not a bad rushing defense. They're the sixth mm-hmm. best rushing defense at 87 yards just behind us at 83 and we're fourth but they're passing they literally give up 270 passing yards a game and it is the second worst in the league yeah so yeah so yeah Yeah, i mean we're gonna be just purdy's gonna be just fine passing (laughs) yeah yeah they got uh anton antoine or antonio winfield uh jr in the backfield he's a star um, he's really good for them back there, but he other than that, they don't really have, uh, believe he has a safety. Um, okay. um, but other than that, they don't really have much back there on the back end. Um, so yeah, you're hundred percent right. I mean, this should be a game, uh, where we're able to throw the ball around and, and maybe we kind of do the inverse of what we typically do. Maybe instead of the run setting up the pass, this could be where we do the pass sets up the run this week, right? Where we do a lot of the, uh, some stuff like that to open up and, and create those running lanes for McCaffrey via the pass. Yeah. We only really need to worry about Vita Vea on their line. Um, unless he's on IR. I don't remember if he's on IR anymore, but, um, no, he's playing. Okay. Then yeah, outside of Vita Vea, um, I mean, it's still, they're still clearly really good at the run, but if we can lighten up the box, yeah, do the inverse. If we lighten up the box enough and let Purdy, let Purdy cook through the air, then, surely that's going to open up something for Christian. Plus I don't, they haven't faced anybody as good as Christian just here because I'll, I'll sound boasterous. Christian is the best running back in the league right now. Like, (laughs) 
So, I mean, that's yeah. going to be a real test for them. We just went against the third best defense in Jacksonville, and he almost had 100 yards rushing just in rushing. He went over 100 total yards, but I think Christian had 95 rushing against Jacksonville, and they had a pretty good defensive line too. Yeah. I I mean, the, there's no reason why the 49ers shouldn't cover that spread against this team. Um, you know, and it's at home too, right? At Levi? Yeah, it's at Levi yeah. at uh, one yeah. uh, 4 o'clock our time, 1 o'clock West Coast. Yeah, there's no reason um, that they can't dominate that game um, and just take over. Um, and, set, you know, especially, you know, the dismantling of the Jaguars, who were supposedly a good team. I mean, the Bucks aren't as good as the Jaguars. Uh, and so covering that spread, beating them down uh, should be expected this game. Uh, unless somehow, you know, like you guys said, with the five bird teams coming up, they're like looking forward, looking ahead to them. Uh, they should easily and handily win this game. I'm I'm not one to bet that Kyle is going to let that fire go out now that it's now that it's reignited again like like it has been the first couple the last couple of years we seem I think the Jaguars are going to end up I think we'll look back at the Jaguars being our Rams game because it was the Rams game that we played after the bye and we smoked them hopefully the Jags will end up being that Rams game that reignited us because Kyle we already have great chemistry in the locker room and Kyle knows how to nurture that with tough love, not in the sense of just like he's the Belichick like general, but he when you screw up, he'll give you an earful. But when you're when things are going good, he knows how to let his hair down. He's human. That's what I'm trying to say. Does anybody <laughs> give does anybody give him an earful when he, when he screws up? <laughs> Maybe Lynch. Maybe Lynch. <laughs> I was gonna say I could see Lynch doing it. Jed York probably is not afraid to yell at him. I I would bet Jed would do it. But um, but yeah, no. I mean, as as we all know, I mean, the wide receivers alone, he is the most, he is the hardest on them. But um, I wouldn't want, I wouldn't have wanted to been in the team meeting after Cleveland or Minnesota or Cincinnati because I'm, I'm sure he wasn't thrilled. I'm sure it was a very tough meeting after all three of those games. So, um, I I have a feeling that Kyle's going to be really hard on like, hey, yeah, we just we had a good game against Jacksonville, but remember that three game losing streak. If we ignore Tampa, that that shit's gonna happen again. Earmuffs, but <laughs> late earmuffs. Yeah. But but no, I think Kyle's I think Kyle's pretty good at uh checking emotions and making sure mentally we're not slacking. Um, just the same as making sure the playbook uh we're down with the playbook. We're also okay up there mentally. Yeah, I think you make a good point, Dan. I mean, I think he's got that three game losing streak that we went through to kind of point back to this season. And really reference and say, you know, look, guys, we were on top of the world. We were five and zero. Everybody thought we were the best team in the NFL, and that we were just going to cruise to the Super Bowl. And then look what happened: we bottomed out. We lost three games in a row. And three were... very long weeks. Three weeks is a very long time to sit without a win and think that you're a loser. Yeah, yeah. And people were, and and we had to sit out, and and not only that, but we had to sit on that over the bye week too. So it was really four weeks we had to sit on that, right? And, uh, you know, we had to sit on that whole thing and people think about, well, you know, really, we're, are we the contender? Are we the team that people think that we were? Are we really a Super Bowl team? And meanwhile, you know, we got the Eagles that are continuing to go and separate themselves and the Lions are continuing to go and win. And, you know, really, where are the 49ers? Now, we came out last week and we we showed 
you know, that we're still a top team by beating the Jaguars like we're supposed to do, but we've got to come out every week and show that we're a top team and we've got to come out every week and dominate these teams and really impose our will on teams. And if we continue to do that, then we're going to get to where we want to get to. And if we don't, then we're not. And I think he knows that. And I think he understands that. And I think that I think the team understands that. So I, I, I expect this to be a very similar game. I think we're going to put up 30 some points. I think the Buccaneers, I think Evans will probably catch us a, a stupid touchdown. Baker will just like heave the ball up. And, you know, like I envision like young and Bosa will be like converging on him and Baker will just fling the ball into the air and Evans will just jump up and catch it over top of like Thomas or something like that and, and score a touchdown. So maybe it'll be like 30 to 13 or something stupid like that, but it shouldn't be a, it shouldn't be a thing. What I think will keep us back the most from this game is going to be shooting ourselves in the foot. Like uh, early in the Jacksonville game, I noticed um, that last drive um, or maybe second to last drive before halftime. Um, we had a uh, we had a couple really stupid penalties that pushed us out of the red zone and we had to settle for a field goal. And I noticed even in that even in Jacksonville, like it wasn't that bad in the second half, but um, there's still some just dumb, undisciplined uh, conditioning flags that we still get. Um, I mean, P.I.s, we we had three P.I.s on whoever it was like two on board and then one against someone else covering Ridley like those are going to just happen. The best corner in the world is still going to get a PI in the way the league is now. But, um, but no, just unnecessary, like a false start or lined, lined up, lined up wrong, like a offsides lined up wrong, like stupid little things like that, I think are going to be our worst enemy. Uh, just little undisciplined things that we looked better at. We didn't get flagged as much against Jacksonville versus God, how many laundry, how much laundry we had versus Cleveland and Minnesota. Um, but um, I think that's going to be the one thing that um, if we're going to get held back at all, it's going to be that. But hopefully we're heading in the right direction and there won't be as much laundry this time. Yeah, we had seven, seven penalties this past week. Yeah, and two of those... Better than it had been. <laughs> I mean, seven's not great, but it's still better than it had been. And two of yeah. those two of those took back a first down that you guys would have gotten uh, to keep a drive alive. So yep. if you think about it that way, um, you know, those two drives, you score... I mean, you were easily scoring touchdowns the whole way. So those two drives, you could easily say you guys should have won 48 to three uh, if it wasn't for those two penalties on those two drives. Oh, yeah. We talked about that in the car ride back that if it wasn't those early drives in the first half, it could have been a 50 burger, let alone a 40 burger. Like yeah. the way that we were just running over the defense and then just stopped ourselves. Yeah, well, we, they were only one of four in the red zone. So, I mean, that's not a good conversion percentage. Mm -mm, not at all. I mean, let alone one of those. <laughs> One of those was when the game was really out of hand and That's we forgot true. that Christian hadn't <laughs> scored yet. And we just, I'm surprised we didn't talk about that uh, on the last episode, just how desperately we, what, a, hold on, just for context, how, how funny is that, that we had such a comfortable lead that we put the backups out, remembered that Christian hadn't scored yet, only put Christian out there with the rest of the start or with the rest of the backups and thought that the defense wasn't going to target Christian and he was still going to score. Like, and, and still almost did. Still almost yeah, did. still one yard shy on that last pass from Sam Darnold. One yard shy, he got pulled out and was like reaching and was that half one yard away from the pylon. Yeah, I'm surprised they didn't just like line up all 11 guys wherever Christian McCaffrey was and just said, you guys, yeah. you guys are – 
screw you guys. We know you're not trying to score. We're all 11 guys just on Christian McCaffrey. Like, could yeah. we have, like, would have even would it have even mattered? Like, if we put Brandon Debo and George out there and still had Darnold in the backup offensive line, like, would it have still been like, okay, no, Christian's still obviously going to be the touchdown? Like, <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, that is very funny. I mean, it, it was nice that Kyle tried to do that for him and everything and try to get in the record, but it was pretty hilarious to try to just see when the entire rest of the defense knows that one guy is getting the ball to try to see that guy still try and score a touchdown. It was pretty ridiculous. But that yeah. was, that still got past the five. And was that like, uh, God, that was so funny, but just, yeah. I want, I want the listeners and the viewers to appreciate what a privileged spot that is that we were in, that we were winning 34 to three and just, Oh yeah, we want to get one specific guy, this touchdown, We'll we'll push these guys over with our backups. It's fine. Like, <laughs> yeah, that's like something you do in a Madden game when you're just like, oh, whatever. I'm just winning. I'm gonna just play Madden like this. You're just yeah. trying to run up the score and hit ninety. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, so but no, I mean, I think I, I, just circling back to the Buccaneers game. I think uh, I think we'll be sitting here next week when we talk about this and and just discussing, you know, a real positive game from Purdy. I think we'll see. Uh, very similar stats to what he put up this week versus uh, Jacksonville. I think, you know, something that we haven't touched on um, a, a lot, and I think that we we could we could speak to is that Purdy's not finishing a lot of these games for the 49ers. I think there's been four, maybe five games. I'd have to look back through. Uh, he, he, didn't he's not pl- he didn't finish this game. But uh, he's not finishing the fourth quarter of a lot of these 49ers games that's wild i mean like yeah. i've not seen anything like that in football in such a long time i Since mean it's great like 17 eagles that's the last time you saw it because <laughs> <laughs> we did that a lot we took carson went out of the game and we put in um i forget who uh, it, nick Foles. you know to to just yeah. come in and kneel on the ball or that's, just run a couple of plays. You that's know. true. I hadn't thought about that. Like, I know he got benched in Dallas and then we benched him this week, but um, did we, or not benched, did we sit him? No, we, we, had, sat to, him. we had to have we sat s- him all the other games. Uh, Well, he doesn't have a, I mean, Darnold played in the Steelers game. Yeah, we sat him in the Steelers. That's right. Yeah, uh, probably sat him in the Giants game as well. In the Rams game, I remember we sat, or I'm pretty sure we sat him in the Rams game. No, the Rams game was close. Hmm. Uh, probably sat him in the Cardinals game, but I mean, for whatever, I mean, it's been a number of games, but I mean, he's not even playing. Yep, Darnold. So, I mean, there's at least five games that Darnold has come in and played in the fourth quarter. I mean, it's just amazing that when we're doing well and when the team is playing well, we're playing so well that most of the time our starters aren't even playing in the fourth quarter. It's like we're an NBA team. We're blowing people out and we're just resting our starters in the fourth quarter. It's insane. I mean, well, I mean, uh, do we not look like the golden state warriors with the roster that we've accumulated over the last three years? (laughs) Well, I mean, if we can turn that into a championship like the golden state warriors do, I'm all for it. So let's hope that happens. I would love to see, uh, Steph and Clay and Draymond sitting uh, sideline passes at the Super Bowl watching the Niners play. That would be fantastic. Please, please make that happen. Yeah. Uh, Here, let me pose this one last question before we wrap it up. Um, Are we worried at all? Because it just dawned on me that a post game 
Colton McKivitz, our current starting right tackle, rolled his ankle up and it was considered day to day. What I saw was that Jalen Moore, who was just in playing decently for three games, replacing Trent Williams, would go over there to that right tackle spot because he has uh, some experience over there at right tackle. And then John Feliciano would still stay in his tackle position while Banks heals his toe. Um, are we worried about going to a backup right tackle going against um, a defensive line that is at least good at stopping the run, but clearly is not good at stopping passes? Like, because I mean, McKivitz has been up and down this year. Like, he gets smoked against uh, TJ Watt, but then he kind of holds his own otherwise. Like, um, I don't not know, this that... week. He can sit out until the Eagles game for as long as I care. I don't, I don't think it's an upgrade, but um, I re- it's not. It's like when Trent went out. Uh, Jalen Moore was not as big a downgrade. It was just the 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 headline Trent Williams out was scarier than how Jalen Moore played. J- Jalen Moore did just fine. If he can if he can play as fine as he did replacing Trent, I think we'll be just fine. Like it's not going to be that bad a bad a drop, honestly. If he can, because I know there's some technical things like especially well, the older I mean, you get the older I mean, you get you're some gonna, people you're say gonna you can't want, play left and right you're gonna want trent williams for the eagles game i'm telling you right now because josh <laughs> if you look at josh sweat and micah parsons they're literally the same player like yeah. their stats everything they're literally the same player but micah gets all the all the play because you know he's on the dallas cowboys he's had more of a run a successful run and doing it in the short time amount in the league but josh sweat over the last couple of years has just gotten better and better and better. And then all you, I mean, Josh Sweat, you put Josh Sweat over on Trent Williams and then you put Hassan Reddick, Reddick Graham, yeah. all these guys on the other side, like you're going to want your top offensive yeah. lineman for that game. Cause that defensive line, man, is that scary? Like no, you're Jaylen- the, Trent Will- if Trent Williams has a setback and he's out against the Eagles, that is really, really bad. Yeah. yeah. That, that will be yeah. bad. Yeah, that's why I said McKivitz can just sit until the Eagles game. I don't even care. That's fine. <laughs> I mean, honestly, if more honestly, if more is not that bad a drop off, like, I mean, we've seen that McKivitz can get pushed over by top talent, which is not good when you look at like the Eagles, and that's not good for the Ravens. The Ravens have a really stout pass rush. Like, I whatever's better for the team. I'll put it out that way. Like, <laughs> yeah. Hey, I was wrong about Feliciano. We were texting about him. I was very worried about Feliciano and he held his own pretty well. Honestly, yeah. Yeah. I, I, well, I didn't see anything egregious from him. He looked like he did just fine in the highlights I watched. Yeah. Let's, uh, you know, let's hope we're sitting here talking next week about the, uh, the big blowout victory. So. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. And I think with that, this is a perfect time to remind you all about our sponsor royalretros.com what is royal retros it is your go-to place to get an authentic throwback jersey looky there they got you covered for football but they also got you covered for all the other sports too but for football you're listening to a football podcast niners fans will want to scan that qr code there we go (laughs) scan that qr code and go to the candlestick collection that they have specifically for 49ers fans right now and when you find something nice that you like use that promo code Thank you, James. I, I need to redesign our background. I'll do that this week. Um, <laughs> use the promo code Shady Sports to get 10% off of your order. Whatever you throw in your cart, it's 10% off of the order. And uh, it helps us out, helps the sponsor out, and you get a cool, authentic throwback jersey when you do that. Again, 
go to royalretros.com. Use the promo code Shady Sports when you check out, and you'll get 10% off your order. Go get yourself an authentic throwback jersey today. James, uh, go on to talk about our charity. Not a good handoff. <laughs> All right, guys. Uh, as you, if you've been a watcher of the show, um, you know we we appreciate you all watching and staying with us. But as you know, we've we've taken up a cause where uh, some of the owners have been caught or have been charged with very shady things. Even Jed York of the 49ers uh, got caught, um, you know, and has a civil lawsuit against them for insider trading. Uh, the Houston Texans minority owner uh, also uh, was charged with some very serious sexual crimes in Kentucky. And so what we are trying to do, uh, because if that were a player, we know about it right away. But in these cases, the league knew about Jed York two years and the Houston Texans minority owner for a couple of months before they even said anything about it. But we know if a player would have done anything remotely close, as we saw this week with uh, Tillman coming out that, hey, he had some illegal hits. They're going to suspend him for three games. They hold the players accountable, but they're not holding the owners under the same accountability. That's why we have the hashtag owner standards are less than player standards, hashtag owner accountability. Uh, make that go viral. Go to our pin tweet on Twitter. Uh, do that. And to show you, we put our money where our mouth is. We are raising money for Kentucky Crisis Center by selling our T-shirts. Here is our statement. If you'd like to make this statement with us, you can get this in a premium unisex tee for $22.99 all different colors, but then we have different styles at different prices with all different sizes, all different colors. Get this uh, today. Uh, our next shirt is the owner standoff shirt. This is our charity shirt. We had this for the Dan Snyder campaign. Now we're bringing it back to help a Kentucky crisis center. That's a standoff with Dan Snyder and all the other owners around. We know that probably some of this was on the uh, blackmail PowerPoint. So yeah, Dan Snyder, $22.99 gets you that t-shirt. Next, we have our podcast logo uh, art. You'll find this art on our Spotify's or Apple Music, or even when you see our channel on YouTube, you'll see this art. $22.99 gets you that in a T. And we have all different styles and all different sizes for that. Next, we have our alternate logo. Guys, I have this shirt. Nice quality shirt. You can get it in a t-shirt for $22.99 or different styles, different colors, different sizes of that shirt. And finally, we have our Niner Nuts mascot. How can you say no to a peanut eating peanuts while sitting on the couch cheering on the San Francisco 49ers? $22.99 gets you that in a premium tee. Uh, donate to a Kentucky Crisis Center today. Just go to bonfire.com, uh, Google it, and type in Niner Nuts. And it's the first thing you'll find. Click on that link and you'll be able to donate to a good cause and get a cool T-shirt. Yeah. Like James said, uh, get yourself a nice shirt and know that you're going to be helping out a family. We don't want a dime for any of these shirts. Eric knew that when he signed up uh, with us, not making money <laughs> off these shirts. Um, but yeah, that's our way of giving back. And uh, we want to help out uh, some families in Kentucky. So with that, um, like I said in the last episode, the only bit of news that's happening right now, uh, we are taping this on Tuesday, is that um, Ken Dorsey, we said was his name, uh, the offensive coordinator for the Bills, got fired, um, unsurprisingly with how the Bills have been playing. Um, <laughs> kind of not surprised, but um, I'm sure he'll land on his feet next year. But, um, but yeah, kind of quiet on the news front, honestly, besides uh, Colton McKivitt's injury. 
So with that, guys, uh, again, like we've been talking for the last half hour, the Bucks are playing on uh, this Sunday on Fox. I don't know the broadcasters yet. I love, I'm a nerd and I like looking that up. But yeah, it's a four o'clock kickoff, not 430. It's a four o'clock kickoff on Fox in San Francisco. Uh, James, Eric, you all got anything else? Uh, beat the Yachts, outro music, River Road, Justin Youth. Yep. Catch Later you next on. Time. Beat the Bucks. River Road, you got me running way back home. River Road, you got me running all night long. You got me singing some canal boat song. River Road, River Road, you got me running all night long. River Road, where have all the women gone? Have they kissed her hand and waved you bye-bye? Have they thought about crossing your double yellow lines? River Road, they love the way you whine and cry. <laughs>